Okay, Agonarev Shabbos Rabbi So we have a, a lot to do today. Uh, we're going to try, we're going to have three shirim. One, uh, just some Devetar on the Parsha. One, a new shir on the Parsha. And then on Tefillah. So we're going to begin. We're going to take everybody um, to the site, RabbiDG.com. And um, first we're going to go to a... Dvar Torah, over here um, in English. Parshas um, Vazchanan. The we know that uh, following the Aser Sadibros is the Parsha of Shema, which is interesting. Why does Shema follow the Aser Sadibros? So it's been suggested that. The Yushami tells us that all the Aser Sadibros are alluded to throughout the three parshios of Shema. And this is something we once spoke at length, how the Aser Sadibros are alluded to in Kriya Shema. The only thing is, only the first parsha of Shema appears in Vaschanan, the second parsha appears in Ekev, and the third parsha already appeared in Shalach. But there's an amazing gra. The gra says... That the um, the first parak of Shema summarizes the entire Sarsadibrais. How's that? Anoichi Hashem Aleikacha corresponds to um, Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu. Hashem is our God, is Anoichi Hashem Aleikacha. Hashem Echad, there's one God, corresponds to Lo Yielecha. Baruch Shem, which is the Pasuk that we say after the first Pasuk of Shema, and it's also said after Brach Levatala, refers to Lo Sisa, that we're commanded not to utter Hashem's name in vain. And Shabbos is alluded to in the word V'yahavta, because on Shabbos we're in the Madrig of Avas Hashem. That's why in Shabbos we say, Then we say, Which is the mitzvah of Limud HaTorah, corresponding to Kibbut Avaim, because the greatest way to be mechabed one's parents is learning Torah. Corresponds to Don't murder. Because Chazal equate one who doesn't teach Torah to a child, to a murderer. The commandment against against adultery, loisinaf, is alluded to as b'shivtecha b'veisach v'lechtecha v'aderech u'v'shachbecha u'v'kumecha, as the Torah that one, one that one learns when lying down and getting up protects a person from avera, loisignoiv ukshatim lois al yodecha, tying the tone on the hand remind you not to steal with your hand, and loisa um. And Loisana Verechei not to be a false witness, is connected to Vahayla Taita Fais Benenecha, because our testimony is rooted in vision. And then, your gate reminds a person not to covet somebody else's possession. So, interestingly, all Aseris Hadibrois are summarized in Shema. Accordingly, it comes out uh, quite remarkable how right after Aseris Hadibrois, Hashem gave us sort of a way to encapsulate and to remember all the Aser Sadibrois, namely the first parsha of Shema, uh, 
itself alludes to all the Aser Sadebrais. One more thought. The uh, Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin that if somebody believes in Tchiyas HaMesim, but he doesn't believe it's Min HaToyrah, they will not get uh, Tchiyas HaMesim. Interestingly, the Gemara Ksubis um, discusses whether a person who didn't learn Torah will deserve Tchiyas HaMesim. And Rebbe Lezer says, you know what, even people didn't learn Torah, but if somebody supports Torah, they too will get Tchiyas HaMesim. As the Pasuk says, V'atem hadveikim Hashem alekeichem chayim kolchem hayim. And you cling to Hashem, your God, alive, all of you, together. From here we learn that if somebody clings to Tamid HaChachamim, he supports them, he marries their daughter to Tamid HaChachamim, or he benefits Tamid HaChachamim, it's like being Mizdabek to the Shechina, and one will merit Tchiyas HaMesim. So the Gemara says, if somebody says that, Ein Tchiyas HaMesim in Atayra, Ein Loichelek Loyum Haba. So the Shev Shmaitza. Who's the Shev Shmaitza? Shev Shmaitza was written by Rav um, Aryeh Leib HaKoyhein, the author of the Ketzeis HaChoyshen, the Shev Shmaitza, the Avnei Miluim, he wrote these three great Svarim in Klal Yisrael. Interestingly, he once said that the reason he was Zoycha to write these three great Svarim, I was just at his kever in Stril, in the Ukraine. He said that three times he was sick on Yom Kippur and he had to eat. And he had so much sar that he had to eat on Yom Kippur that in the merit of his wishing he could fast, he was Zoycha to write these three Svarim for Klal Yisrael. So he reads into the words, "Elu she'ein lahem chelak lo'em haba ha'omer ein tchias hamisim min ha'Torah." Rashi literally, the Gemara means, if somebody believes in tchias hamisim, just that it's not min ha'Torah, it's not rooted in the Torah, so uh, they do not get tchias hamisim. However, the Shem Shmaisa learns, "Ha'omer ein tchias hamisim min ha'Torah." If somebody does not believe. That the power of revivication, of resurrection, comes from the Torah. We know that without Limonat Torah, one cannot have Tchiyas HaMesim, or at the very least without supporting Torah. So HaOimer, Ein Tchiyas HaMesim, Minat Torah. One who says Tchiyas HaMesim is not rooted, does not, does not stem from the Torah, they will not be Zoycha to Tchiyas HaMesim. Anyway, if anybody wants to... Uh, have these Maramakoimos and these, uh, this parsha sheet sent to them. You could go to the website, rabbidg.com, right on the top of the, uh, site. You click subscribe, you put in your email address, and it will come to you every Arab Shabbos. Um, that's the, that is the Hebrew, uh, edition. Now, uh, that is the English edition, excuse me. Now we're gonna take you to the, Ben La'ashri. Um, the Ben La'ashri sheet. I'm just going to share with you a few thoughts. <clears throat> Number one. The Ben La'ashri has a very interesting question. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest prophet who ever lived. That being so... The Ben Lashim makes a very interesting assertion, I don't know if I would have said this, that Moshe then knew that his tefillah would not be accepted and that he would not go into Eretz Yisrael. So if Moshe knew his prayer would not be listened to, then why did he bother? 
If it would have been someone else, maybe he would have thought, I don't know, maybe God will uh, listen to my tefillah. But Moshe knew his tefillah would not be accepted. So if he knew his tefillah would not be accepted, what did he bother davening for? Why did he uh, offer so many prayers? So the Ben Lashri says as follows. Because you could ask another question. Why does the Torah record that Moshe Rabbeinu davened so many times if he wasn't even answered? So from here we see a very important principle that every tefillah that a person offers, if it doesn't go for one thing, of ultimately and eventually it will be used for something else. And even though Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillahs technically were not answered, nevertheless they were reserved for another occasion. The Ben Lashri himself says that it was reserved for uh, the times of Yoel, when there was a terrible famine and there was nothing to eat. And Hashem saved the tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu for that particular instance. In the past, we've learned that in fact, Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah was answered as he was able to make a great contribution to the Beis Hamikdash Shel Mala. Okay, so that is the uh, the purpose and the significance of recording the, all the efforts that Moshe Rabbeinu made in his tefillah to be able to enter Eretz Yisrael. Now, the Ben Lashri has another interesting point that Moshe Rabbeinu says, He davened Hashem bo'es ha'hi at that time. What's that time? What was so special about that time? And the Ben Lashri um, points out that um, quoting Rashi, Rashi says that when Moshe saw that he was able to conquer the lands of Sichon and Oig, which are Eber Le'ardain. So he says, wait a second, God said I'm not going to go into the Holy Land. And here it is, I already went Eber Le'ardain. And Eber Le'ardain has some Kedusha. Maybe God's nether that I'm not going to enter Eretz Yisrael, maybe that has been uh, nullified. Maybe it's been rescinded. So the Ezer Eliyahu asks, if Moshe thought the nether was Hutar, then you could ask, so then why did he have to daven? In other words, if he saw he was entering the land of Sichon and Oig, then what did he have to daven in the first place? So Ben Lashri says that when Rashi tells us, Dimisi, I thought the nether was Hutar, the word Dimisi could also mean, I got a remez that I could be mapped the nether. Similar to in Parshas Kisisa, when Hashem told Moshe, Oh, leave me alone, don't daven, stop davening. What do you mean, leave me alone? Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't harassing Hashem, that Hashem told him, leave me alone. That was a remez to Moshe, that if he would daven, Hashem would have to listen. So Moshe thought the fact that Hashem allowed them to conquer Eretz Sichon Va'oik meant that that should be taken as a remez, that he should daven, and if he does, Hashem would rescind the, the nether. In other words, dimisi doesn't just mean I thought, but Moshe took it as a remez that God wanted him to implore. The fact that they were victorious in the lands of Sichonite, that meant that God wanted him to implore. Okay. Uh, one more interesting uh, idea from the Ben Lashi. There's a Medrash Pliya on Parshas Vazchanan. And the Medrash Pliya says that God says to Moshe, why do you want to enter Eretz Yisrael? I already called you Eloikim. As the Pasuk says, Re'e nisaticha Eloikim lefarai. See 
that I have made you a god to Parai. And you want to go into Eretz Yisrael? The question is, this is an inexplicable medrash. Ma'ashmita Eitzel Harsinai. What's one got to do with the other? Because Moshe was already Eloikim, he doesn't need to go into Eretz Yisrael? And the answer is, says the Ben Lashri, what is the value of being in Eretz Yisrael? The Gemara says in Ksubis, Hadar be'aretz Yisrael k'mishe yeshloi eloika. Umisha dar b'chutz l'aretz doime k'mishe ein eloika. Someone who lives in Israel, it's as if he has eloikim. If you live in chutz l'aretz, it's like you don't have eloikim. The merit of being in Eretz Yisrael, it's as if you have a God. So Hashem says, you want eloikim? You don't need to go in. I already gave you the status of eloikim. You already have that unbreakable connection to Eloi Kim, that you don't have to go into Eretz Yisrael, that it should be considered, Kimi Sheyesh Lanu Eloika. Okay, Marv Raboisai, with that, this will conclude this section. If anybody, again, wants to get these uh, Divrei Torah weekly, you go to the site, rabbidg.com. If you're already on the email list, then you, you're getting it every Friday. You go to the site, you subscribe, it will come to your inbox, and you could... Uh, Print it out. By the way, if you want to check out the new site, there are a few new features, including uh, a lot of new information about my grandfather is in a special um, area on the, on the bottom of the site. And, uh, okay, with that, I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos, and we're going to um, continue momentarily with the next year.